Father, we just want to say thank you and praise you this evening. We thank you for giving us access to your throne room. We thank you and praise you, O God, that this is the day that you have made and we will rejoice and be glad in it. I ask that you would anoint the ears and open the hearts of each and every person under the sound of my voice this evening, O God. And I'm also asking that as I decrease, you would increase in me. Holy Spirit, I thank you and I praise you for your presence that's already here. I thank you and I praise you that you are going to give each and every person what they came here for today because you are a God that give good gifts and you add no sorrows. I thank you and I praise you that you will take complete control over this service this evening, oh God. In Jesus' name, we give you praise and thanks. Amen. If you are ready for the word, will you give the Lord some praise? Amen. Yes, 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 yes. Amen. Glory to God, glory to God. And as I said, you know, many people, they don't read the Bible. And the ones that do read the Bible, they only read the Psalms and the Proverbs. And that's a good thing because you're still reading. But, you know, we need to read the Bible twice a day. Joshua 1 and 8 says, This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it, and you will make your way prosperous and you will have good success. So God expects you to read day and night. The morning is to keep you throughout the day. And the night when you read is supposed to keep you throughout the night. Remember, his word is alive. Amen. Anyway, I want to share with you some things because I don't know about anybody. But how many people are expecting God to do a new thing in their life in 2023? Uh, Amen. And so, you know, you got to, you know, if you walk around without expectation, you will never receive nothing. You've got to come with expectation. Every time I come into this door, I expect that this place, that one day we will not have enough room to seat the people. I expect big things because I serve a big God. Amen. And we got to make sure that we put this word to work. So if you would turn with me to Isaiah 43, 43, 18 and 19, I'm going to show you because... This is about the Christmas story. God told Isaiah to tell them that he's going to do a new thing. Amen. And so I believe that God is going to do a new thing in your life. We forgot to bring. Anyway, we'll bring her up later on. Dr. Prince was supposed to come up before me. Amen. Anyway, so would you turn with me to. Uh, Isaiah chapter 43, 18 and 19. And God is saying to us, he said, do not remember the former things. Consider the things of old. Consider the things of old. What is God saying to us? First of all, he's saying, do not try to let all that you went through throughout these last three years stop you from getting to your destination and to fulfill your purpose. Don't do that. He said, do not remember the former things, nor consider the things of all. He says, behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? I will even make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. God is saying to us. He's saying to you and I. He told the Israelites that back then. But he's still talking to us today. Amen. He says, you know, God, the, the former things to do, do not well, we're not supposed to dwell on our past. God led his people through the desert and would provide for them 
in the future in ways that they could not yet see. Now remember, in the Old Testament, they did not have a Bible like we have. So didn't have anything to really reference to. And Isaiah is one of the most prestigious, as far as I'm concerned, prophets in the Bible. Glory be to God. And so God spoke to Isaiah and told him, he said, don't remember the former things. He said, don't let the things that you've gone through, we've gone through COVID, we've gone through lockdown, we've gone through sickness, we've gone through loss of loved ones, we've gone through lack, we've gone through this, we've gone through that, and we are not supposed to let those things crowd our mind. He said, forget about those things and look forward to 2023. We got to get our minds in a place where we are looking at the future and not at the past. Amen. Glory be to God. So God reminds them that he freed them from Egyptian slavery and he will free them again. And God is saying, look, I brought you out of the world when you believe in my son. You believe that, hey, glory be to God, that I was going to send my only begotten son. And so we must make sure that we remember that. The Hebrew word, the meaning, Hebrew meaning for new, it means kadash. It bright and fresh and new. Then the Hebrew word consider in verse 18, it says it's supposed to be to think and to figure or to consider or to meditate, mean to intend, amen. And then he said, behold, to perceive through sight of or apprehension to gaze upon or to observe. When you hear God say, behold, you got to pay attention. You got to be steadfast. Your eyes, have, you got to go from the natural and get into the spiritual because God is saying, behold, I will do a new thing in your life if you believe me. You've got to believe what God said. We cannot just read the word and not receive the word. We've got to take the word like it is the word of God and not the word of man. Amen. And as we come to the close, close of this year, with all the drama that we have been facing, we must begin, like I said, to look to the future. I don't know about you, but I'm expecting great things next year. I'm expecting, if the, if the trumpet don't sound, watch this, and the dead in Christ don't rise before me, glory be to God. In other words, if the rapture don't take place, I'm expecting to be here for 2023. And I, listen, it's going to be chaos, but listen to me. If you are serving God in any kind of way, God is going to protect you. He's going to be a wall of fire and a hedge of protection around you. There's nothing that's going to touch you. When the enemy comes in like a flood, God will lift up a standard to protect you. No matter what's going on around you. Amen. He's going to protect you. So now that means that we really got to walk in faith and by faith. If we keep looking back to Egypt, we will never see the new thing God is doing in our life. If we keep looking back to Egypt, if you keep looking back at your loved one that you lost during the, the pandemic and, and, and look, they're either of two places. 
And if, if, if you don't sure, if you're not sure where they are, just hope that they got to heaven and you'll see them when you get there. But don't dwell on that. Jesus said, let the dead bury the dead. So now we got to get to a place where we cannot look back. We got to look forward. You see, people of God, if I could just get you to understand. Because when I look at verse 19, it in the text appears a section is headed, God, mercy, and Israel unfaithfulness. Listen to me. Even though some of God's people are so unfaithful, even though they are unfaithful, God still loves you. Even because the Bible says when you are faithless, he remains faithful. He cannot deny himself. Amen. So God is telling us here in the book of Isaiah, he said, I'm, if you allow me, I'm going to do a new thing in your life. Amen. So when we look at this, God often combines recollection of the past to call attention to present events and reveal or remind of future promises. We've got to keep our mind on the promises of God. And since we know that he cannot lie, we know that his words cannot return void. Guess what? If he says it, I don't know about you, but if he says it, that settles it. Amen. So the reason that God allowed the angels to appear to the shepherd first. You see, the, the shepherd was considered uh, uh, the lowest class of people. But guess what? The shepherds were the first group of evangelists. They went and spread the word. They went and spread that word to say that Christ was born. Amen. So once the Bible says in 1 Peter 2 and 10, it said, once you were not a people, but now you are God's people. Once you have not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. God is saying to you, if you allow me, my mercy endures to all generations. My mercy is new every day. Great is my faithfulness towards you. Yes. Amen. So if you believe him, then you will see the results. Amen. Amen. God's promise, God's promise, if we seek him, he says, if you seek me with all of your heart, we will find him. God's people remember past victories, but it's okay. It's not a problem to remember past victories, but we cannot dwell there. We got to go forward. What am I saying? Remember the Israelites, they say, when we were in Egypt, we used to eat leeks and we had this and that. They were lying. They were not happy. They complained every day. But they wanted to go back to Egypt. There's a lot of God's people right now that they're not looking at the promises of God. They are not focusing on the present, the future. They are only focusing on what's happening right now. And if you read your Bible from Genesis to Revelation, everything that's happening has to happen because it's in your Bible. It's in the Bible. Everything. What am I talking about? When they lit up the, the white house with the, with the rainbow, God's Jesus said before he comes back, it was going to be like in the day of Sodom and Gomorrah. So everything that you are seeing right now must come to pass because Jesus already says it. So, when I look at all of the, like I said, all the things, all the failures that people have gone through, 
People have gone through a lot of failures, but guess what? Failures, God used your failure to express his strength in you. When you go through failure, you might, you know, you might be praying and you might just feel so sad. It's like I, I, I preached a message the other day and it talked about praise as a weapon. When you feel down, when you feel down, start praising God. Do like Paul and Silas. Let an earthquake come to your house. Amen. So, so but God uses your weakness and he expresses his strength in your failures. Amen. So, then it says, though a desert is before them, he is preparing to send a river of deliverance. And that's what he says. He said, it says, uh, behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? I will even make a road in the wilderness and a river in the desert. God is going to pour out some stuff. Let me tell you something, people of God. God is going to anoint you with a double portion of his anointing that's coming here. If you position yourself, you will be anointed to the place where you will never understand what is going on. God is looking for a people that is ready to grab a hold of the anointing. Why? Because there's people out there that are suffering. There's people out there that need your help. They're not going to listen to me. They're going to listen to you, Sister, uh, Pastor Joe. They're going to listen to you, Minister Chrissy. They're going to listen to you, Dr. Prince. They're going to listen to Prophetess Jude. They're going to listen to Sister Don. They are going to listen to you. If you position yourself for the anointing that's going to be poured out. Watch, remember these words. God is going to anoint you. You're going to walk around and say, what's going on? Oh my God. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost. Glory be to God. And you got to get to that place where you are ready to carry the glory of God that he's going to pour out upon you, people of God. I'm telling you what I know. Jesus. We can cling to that same promise. Remember, bulls and goats could not save the people in the Old Testament. They were looking forward. They were looking to the future Messiah. Even when God told them, Isaiah, Isaiah, he said, a virgin will come forth and bring a, have a child. They did not understand what that meant. They really didn't. So this new thing, Redeem them back to the Father. They just couldn't see it at the time, people. They couldn't understand what God was talking about. And it's the same way. Even though we have been saved by the birth of Jesus Christ and the blood of Jesus Christ, which Jesus is the new thing. He's the new thing that God was telling them he was going to do. Again, it was difficult. And we know that because, thank you, Holy Ghost. We know this because in Luke chapter 24, when they were on the road to Emmaus, if God, Jesus did not open the scriptures to them, if he did not open their mind. You see, we got to understand in order to apply what God says. You've got to understand the word if you are going to apply it to your life. Otherwise, you're reading and it's only going to be milk. Which is okay. 
for some people. Amen. So, um, so what, what, what happened here is that many saints are still not looking forward. They are living like they were saved by the blood of bulls and goats. And no, we were saved by the precious blood of Jesus Christ. Look at Isaiah 35 and verse 8 with me. Isaiah 35 and verse 8. Glory be to God. It says, A highway shall be there, and a road it shall be called the highway of holiness. It shall be called the highway of holiness. If you intend to receive the anointing that God has put aside for you and only you can, nobody else get your anointing. You've got to walk holy. You've got to walk holy. Amen. Glory be to God. We've got to walk holy. The Bible says, then it says right here, the second half of that verse, it says, but it shall be for others. Whoever walks the road Although a fool shall not go in that area. So we know that we are not fools. We are, we are intelligent people. Amen. So again, when, so the highway, in, in, in olden times, the highway was built to make travel easier. Now we're connected by highway of speed network. Amen. We, we don't, we, we, we have, in other words, the infrastructure has already been built. So now we have our cars to get us from point A to point B. Back then, they had a highway, you know, in order for the gospel to go forth. They, they had, they had, they, and God used everybody, even the wicked, use everybody. And so the people, the people that God was talking about was labeled back then as the way. And the reason why they were labeled that was because Jesus was called the way. If you were following Jesus, you were following the way. Before they used to say Christians, they called them the way because they were following Jesus. Amen. Remember Jesus says in John 14 and 6, he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. So there is nothing coincidental about the word of God. Indeed, our redemption through Christ's sacrifice on the cross ushers us into the very presence of God. Remember, there was a wall that blocked us. Remember when Jesus was on the cross. Remember the Bible says that when he said it is finished and Father forgive them for they know not what they do. The Bible says the veil was split in half from top to bottom. So now we, we have access to the very presence of a holy God. Before the people didn't have that. Amen. That that, 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 that sacrifice on the cross brought us to the very presence, a uh, way he made for us, planned from the beginning. Jesus, the way, the truth, and the life. A voice of one calling in the wilderness. That was when John was out there preparing the way for Jesus Christ. So watch this. What is this new thing that we're talking about? Isaiah, what are you talking about? This new thing, a baby born to a virgin was the new thing. A baby born to a virgin was the new thing. Remember the Bible says he's going to be called Wonderful Counselor, Emmanuel. They didn't understand the word Emmanuel. 
which meant God with us. They didn't understand. So, but we are so blessed because we now, because Jesus came and he was born and he lived and he died and he rose and he went back to heaven and he sent the Holy Spirit. Now we have somebody to direct us and guide us and teach us and tell us what this word is saying. They did not have that. That's the new thing. The new thing. And that's what we got to remember. We got to remember that God says that he was going to do a new thing. Astonishing. So we realize here now that going back to the shepherds, even though they were supposed to be the lowest class of people, do you know that those shepherds were out there in the field protecting some sheep, a special group of sheep that was supposed to go for sacrifice? Because they didn't understand that a baby was going to be born. They didn't understand about this new thing that was coming to pass. Amen? Amen. The new things God orchestrated in Philippus, the miraculous birth of the Son of God on earth. As I said, ultimately, the coming of Jesus to earth is the new thing. Tell somebody, God's going to do a new thing in my life. Amen. God's going to do a new thing in our lives if we position ourselves. You see, you've got to be positioned. You've got to be able to tell somebody about Jesus. You've got to. What the song that we sang a little earlier, he said, everybody got to know who Jesus is. Everybody needs to know who Jesus is. Do you understand that the world is celebrating Christmas, but they don't even know God. They don't even understand what's, what took place. And I know somebody might say, well, so what? Jesus wasn't born on the 25th. We don't care when he was born. We were just so happy that he is born. Because if he was not born, we would still be in our sins. Amen? So we thank God that he was born. Amen. Glory be to God. So, as I said, when I look at this, the ultimate superhighway is home to God's presence. Amen. An ultimate, an ultimate home to him in heaven eternally. In other words, if you say yes to Jesus and you're going to try to live holy, you're going to try. I'm not saying to be perfect because you'll never be perfect. But try to live holy because without holiness, no one will see the face of God. Amen. Now, someone said, I used to hear them preach years ago that God is looking for a people that is spotless and wrinkle-free. Guess what? And they're saying, well, God's not going to come back now because the people are not spotless and wrinkle-free. Guess what? Under the blood, if you try to live holy, guess what? Under the blood, you are spotless. Under the blood, you are spotless. And that's why we are so grateful that we are saved. Give y'all, give God some praise if you're happy that you are saved. If you know that you know that you know that your name is written in the last book of life, give God some praise. Glory be to God. We got to know that we know that we know that we are saved. We can't guess. And it's not a feeling, people of God. It is not a feeling. It's a position. Amen. But that's why we got to walk. That's why we need this Bible. We got to read these 66 books because it's going to help us to stay and live holy. Amen. So, as I said, 
the, the ultimate superhighway is home to God's presence and ultimately home to Him in heavenly, eternal, eternally. Our stream in the wilderness is what? Christ. He is the living water. Through Him, all things were made according to John 1 and 3. The beauty of the Christmas story is the way we can relieve the anticipation of centuries through the relevant prophecy of the Old Testament connected to the centuries of Old Testament of the New Testament. What am I saying? I'm saying that they heard about this new thing. They heard that a baby was going to be born to a virgin. They heard that God was going to make a way in the wilderness. They heard that God was going to pour water, but they did not understand. And Maybe that's why they were so rebellious. You see, the Bible says that fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. In other words, when you begin to reverence this God that you have never seen, when you begin to reverence this God that came and was born of a virgin, when you begin to reverence this God that came and lived and showed us how to live and tell you when they slap you on one side, you turn the other cheek which don't make no sense, but it's okay. If he says it, that settles it. But when you begin to reverence him, then he knows that you believe and that you are going to try to do the best that you can. Amen. Yes, amen. Glory be to God. Amen. So, like I said, uh, if you don't understand how important it is to read the Old Testament, then you need to start. You need to start. And if you're filled with the Holy Ghost, he will teach you what the word is meaning. All covenant believers were likewise able to be a people because they were trusting in this soon coming king, this soon coming savior. They heard about this new thing, but again, because they didn't understand, they didn't realize that God was saying, look, I'm going to send my son. He's going to be born of a virgin. Because remember, before Jesus was born, God had no legal right on the earth. What are you saying, Pastor? Before Jesus became flesh, before God became flesh, God had no legal right on the earth. Why? Because in the garden, Genesis chapter 3, uh, the end, the, the Satan stole the, 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 the dominion that God had given to Adam. And God had to become flesh and born so that he can take back that authority. So that we, when you go over here and you lay your foot here, you taking authority. When you lay your hands here, you taking authority. When you begin to speak God's word, when you begin to decree and declare that God said that I'm the head and not the tail. When you begin to decree that God said that I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. When you begin to decree and God said that I should fear not. That's when you know that you are living according to his. Because you've got to just remember. Remind, it is Isaiah 43 and 26 said, put me in remembrance of my word. But first you got to know his word in order to put him in remembrance. Amen. So, as we concentrate on the Christmas story, it captures our wonder and all because it is real people of God. 
more so than we able to understand at present. Because God is not fulfilling, because God is not done fulfilling his promises. He is not finished fulfilling his promises yet. So the story continues as we continue. The ultimate purpose of redemption through the Christ's birth is so that we can have that access to the presence of God. If Jesus did not come and be born, if God did not become man, in other words, if God did not come down and born of a virgin, we would still be off limits to God. It would only be the priests that could go in behind the veil. But God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believe in him should not perish, but that they should have everlasting life. And so tonight, as I close, we understand that the Christmas story is very important. We got to focus on the fact that we are the ones that know Jesus Christ. We are the one that receive him as our Lord and Savior. We are the one that accept him. We now have to share him. We got to spread the gospel. Amen. You see, they were looking for a king, like when they asked for Saul to be king. But guess what? That's not what God wanted them. So God wanted him, wanted to be their own, their king. But they were looking for a natural king. They were looking for a king to deliver them from the Romans. Jesus said, no, I came to deliver you from yourself, from your sin. See, they didn't realize that they were sinning. Amen. So let's look at Romans chapter 16 as I close this message this evening. Uh, It says 16 and verse 25 to 27. Look what the word of God says. It said, now to him who is able to establish you according to my gospel and the preaching of Jesus Christ, according to the revelation, watch this, of the mystery kept secret since the world began. You see, the new thing that God was talking about was a mystery. It was a mystery to the Sadducees and the Pharisees. They did not understand. They understood the natural, but they did not understand the spiritual. And that's why God told Nicodemus, you've got to be born again. And then he said, and then you've got to be born of water and the spirit. You've got to be born again to see the kingdom. And you've got to be born of water and the the spirit in order to enter. Paul Paul is telling them, he said, in, according to the revelation of the mystery kept secret since the world began, but now made manifest by the prophetic scripture, made known to all nations according to the commandment of the everlasting God for obedience to faith. So because if we are going to do this thing and do it right, we got to begin to walk in obedience. We got to learn to love one another. We got to learn not to be in a place where we, 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 we look down on people and we think that we're better and, and all of that. No, we got to get rid of that attitude. We got to now begin to, because the mystery has been revealed to us. Like I said, 
In the Old Testament, they, they did not understand. They did not realize that this new thing that God says he was going to do was because he was going to come. Isaiah 59 and verse 16 says, I used my own right arm to come and see because I could find no one that was perfect enough. And so as I close, I just want to encourage you that this Christmas, the best gift that you can give anybody is give them Jesus. Give them Jesus. Give them Jesus with a smile. Let them know that it's not about you and it's not about me. It's about the birth of Jesus Christ. And yeah, you know when they say, well, well, Jesus wasn't born on December the 25th. We don't care what day he was born. We're just grateful that he was born. Amen. Glory be to God. Father, I thank you and I praise you for this word this evening. Bless your people, O oh God, so that they can understand and retain whatever it is that they heard today so that they may apply to their lives. And Lord, I'm asking you that you would encourage your people to read throughout your word because this word is relevant for today. Glory be to God. The man said that somebody died and they told them that we can have a spiritual service, but we can talk about Jesus. He said, y'all can talk about God, but you can't talk about Jesus. And then he said, and you can't talk about, he said, because Jesus says he's the only way. And then they said, you can't talk about the Bible because the Bible is exclusive. So the man said, well, can I sing? And they said, well, can you sing? He said, yeah. So he said, okay, and guess what? He sang about Jesus. They didn't say you can't sing about Jesus. They just said you can't talk about Jesus. So glory be to God. Bless you. Give God some praise if you receive anything this evening.